Boy Shave Chevrolet, I'm coming at you from Mugshots Coffee Bar in Santa Fe, Texas. If you have not tried Mugshots Coffee Bar, you are missing out some of the best coffee in Galveston County. If you have not tried it, get on it right now. Mugshots Coffee Bar in Santa Fe, Texas. Look them up. They're doing amazing things. Speaking of amazing things, this week we have the amazing Clay Roberts on the podcast. Um, you know, I am not going to lie. I went into it going, okay, well, let, let's check what a Clay Roberts is about. Hang out with the guy. Um, you get this man talking about wrestling, and he jumps into a whole another world some of the best stories one of the craziest podcasts we've had um so check it out i don't want to spoil anything i'm just going to jump into it let's get in the audio squared circle with clay robert from skipperville alabama baby Of Chuck to the Chest Radio, woo! Oh, our special guest got into the woo. We didn't have to. We didn't have to get him ready. He just knew it was coming, it was and I love it. And we're gonna get to him in a few minutes. It is your boy Shave Shaffer, the excellence of podcast execution with my man, my audio tag team partner, Mister Four O Nine Nate Laws. Tell him what it is, baby. Man, if you know it's your boy Nate Four O Nine, most definitely in the building, represent to the fullest. And with my partner, still UPW Tag Team Champ. With Mr. Lance Moretta. I get yelled at a lot because Lance Moretta doesn't get enough love on the podcast. But I don't even know if the man liked our podcast yet on the Facebook page. Man, he so, has like. Okay, because okay, I keep trying to tag him and stuff. It don't let me. Side note, we are coming off, me and Mr. Laws are coming off um, a weekend of Undisputed Pro Wrestling. It is a uh, promotion running out of Santa Fe and Baycliffe, Texas, little surrounding communities in there. Uh, man, just a quick, quick couple minutes. Um, by the time this airs, this show had probably gone on about two weeks ago, but we just want to let you know that Undisputed Pro Wrestling is on the map. Mr. Laws, how'd you feel about the show? Man, I loved it, man. The energy from Santa Fe, Texas, I'll tell you what, back when I played uh, high school, Lamarck, Cougars, give it up. We had beef with Santa Fe, but this time around, man, it was a completely different. Nothing but the love. People chanting four on nine. Bro. The electricity was you, just. Your, your boy, mm. Chevy Chavaria, is the ring announcer for uh, UPW. I, I couldn't even get the man's name out of before the crowd just knew he was coming. Music hits, 409 chants, louder than the speakers. My man, they was feeling you in the faith. So I feel that, man. I just want to tell you, if you have not been to an Undisputed Pro show, the electricity is hot. Energy all through the arena. Um, every every match, the crowd is behind chanting. Man, I haven't been to a a independent show on that level um, on, on, with that much hype in a long time. So, uh, man, this is just saying. We just came off this great stuff. Nate Slater, reigning um, undisputed pro champion. Uh, 409 over here, Mr. 409 and Lance Barrett, tag team champions, and, and the cruiserweight division is starting up soon, so that champion will be crowned. Um, look it up, Undisputed Pro Wrestling. We just want to give them a shout-out. Mr. Bart Harris, Mr. Johnny Blade, Iron Mike, all those guys are kind of the brainchild behind um, that thing, and it's it's just it's it's taken off, man. So um, I think the you know it's, it's small, you know it's a little small independent promotion, but they're pulling two fifty, three hundred every show. Uh, but, 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 and but, but, that's but, that's hot. 
I feel you, baby. That's hot. But the one thing I just want to say before say before we get to our guest, man, this dude is, man, he just, every time I see him, man, good guy, man, he just motivate me and whatnot. He just get me pumped. But before I do all that, did you see the double Samoan though? Oh, bro, if, the, if that video's not out online, my man, Mr. 409 and Lance Breda hit a double Samoan in stereo. I've never seen even WWE guys hit it that on point at the exact same time. Um, I don't know if it was a, a, a fluke. I don't know if they're just that good. But there was perfection in the air in that moment. And um, the timing, you know, the, the wrestling gods smiled upon 409 team and dropped that double Samoan um, with the thing of beauty. I felt like I was watching a a, a, a bald and black rocker <laughs> um, hitting that much. All in unison, I like it. I it's like, like y'all were. It's like y'all were. He's showing the. He's showing the guest. I got to. Even, I got to. This ain't even a video program. Got, your audio. I got to. Do your thing. So you can see what it's about. Woo! And one more woo from the guest hey. as we're bringing him in. Let me announce, man. One of, one of my favorites at the reality of wrestling, man. Um, I, every time I see this cat, I am impressed with his agility, his wrestling. Everything that he does, I, I, I'm not just saying this because you're on. Every time I watch you wrestle, you do something that I've never seen before. Like, just something. Like, the way you flip over people, whatever. Um, Mr. Clay Roberts. Give it up to him, baby. Yeah, baby. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That's a big intro, man. I don't know if I can live up to all You that. can. You man, you can. already did. And I know man. you will. You already did. Side note, and we'll get into that in a little bit. Not only is he a uh, professional wrestler... Um, also, a film and music buff because we uh, have many discussions <laughs> over bit, amateur you know, film and music. Buff. You know, well, I'm just saying, like, so the, so the man knows a little bit about everything. It seems like every time I ask him about anything, Mr. Roberts has an answer for me and a thought out <laughs> answer. It's not just shallow. It's usually I got to wait out a little bit and get a little deeper in my life <laughs> to hang with this man, Mr. Clay Roberts. Tell the people about yourself. What does the world need to know about Clay Roberts, my oh, friend? Man. Uh, I am Clay Roberts. I am originally from Skipperville, Alabama, the big city of Skipperville, Alabama. It's not even a city. Um, I, you know, I'm a professional wrestler. That's the best thing about me and the most exciting thing about me, and I, I love it more than anything in this world. So, that if let's you know. let's start there. All right. I'm Tell me about Skipperville. Alabama. Skipperville. I've Alabama. never heard the name of this city. I, I have thoughts, but I, man, Clay is a good guy, man. Cat, I've been knowing him for a long time. I don't want to say the wrong thing. Okay, but okay. Definitely no, I, tell us about I know, Skipperville. I know exactly what you're talking about, and it's probably true. Um, Skipperville. Uh, before you go, let me okay. just say this. Mr. 409 Nate Laws is wearing a Danny LaRusso bandana on his head right now, and it feels like it's giving him life. He has a whole new energy in the room tonight. I think you need to wear that every podcast. Clay Roberts, continue good. Skipperville, good. Alabama. Um, yeah, Skipperville, it's uh, the last census that I've seen of it. I think it had a 1,000 people. No, oh, So I left, so it's less than a 1,000. <laughs> um, if, you, if you Google Maps it, and I, I'm asking you to, you don't have to put Alabama. You just put Skipperville. What comes up is uh, you'll see a nice big high school, and you, you jump on it. Jump on it. High, uh, Nate's Google looking Maps. it up. Yeah, Check, he's fact-checking. Yeah, fact right, right, right uh, Shout-out to Eddie. I'm there's a post oh, office yeah. that I used to be the postmaster of. There's a church that I used to attend and a gas station that I frequented regularly, and that's about all you're going to find in Skipperville, mm-hmm. Alabama. <laughs> um, that's the full tour. Uh, what, uh, where did your love for wrestling start? I'm guessing you're in Skipperville, Alabama, the first time you've seen Yeah, wrestling. yeah. Um, so my first memories... Uh, my literally my first memories ever are uh, going to church, 
and uh, and seeing wrestling with my brother. My brother was a huge WCW fan, big WCW mark. Okay. Um, so I remember growing up. Older brother. Staying, older brother. What's yeah, seven name? years. Seven years older. Josh Robertson. Josh Robertson. We're throwing his. You know, shout out to Josh Robertson Josh for getting our boy. Shout out on shout the out. on the path. So. Uh, yeah, some of my earliest memories are Diamond Dallas Page, Sting, Booker. Um, but it's funny because all those guys, the one that really hooked me, because so my mother is, she can't stand wrestling because she, you know, grew up Southern, you know, <coughs> Southern Christian woman. She She's can't a Southern all Belle. The, all the trash oh, talk, oh all the violence. Yes. Mint Julius. All that what, stuff. What does Southern yeah. Belle say? Oh, me, oh my, I don't know what they say, but <laughs> good. But yeah, she um, she's all she can't stand the trash talk and violence and all that stuff. So, yeah, small town man. He, yeah. He's pulled up. He has he's, pulled up Skipperville for he the audience. He is still. He's still fact checking. Yeah, 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 yeah. not the best much, fact checker we have. Most I'm fact checkers have already been done. Fact checker. We're Dale already, County, Alabama. We're already four Dale subjects County, behind that. But hey, four nine being the three three folk. Uh, you know, you come on. You good? Man. Continue. So yeah, man. Uh, so, but it's funny though. So I was kind of on my mom's side for a bit. Um, my brother would say watch it, and she would say not to. And of course, I'm gonna listen to mom. I'm a mama's boy. I like uh, that. Southern but, gentleman. Uh, unfortunately for her, there was a gentleman named Glacier that can make it snow indoors. Oh. And you're not gonna talk a five year old kid into not watching a guy that can make it snow indoors. Glacier was the one. Glacier. This is a uh, chop to the chest <laughs> radio first. The yeah, most inspirational yeah. wrestler <laughs> that inspired you to jump in the ring. It's Glacier. Glacier now, for the I'll people. I'll say this. I'll say this because that made me. That made me say, you know, yeah, I want to be a wrestler. Like, but I was doing it mainly because my brother wanted to. He yeah. always said he wanted to be a wrestler. So I was trying to, you know, follow in his path and everything like that. But uh, I didn't really get, like, because that was kind of just, you know, you're a kid, you say you want to be a firefighter, an astronaut, a pro wrestler, whatever. It wasn't until I saw Shawn Michaels, Chris Jericho at WrestleMania 19, that was the match that made me go, oh, there's there's a story behind this. It's not just two guys getting in there in their tights and pretending to beat each other up. It's there's a story behind this. You know mm-hmm. what makes this interesting? What is it that draws people in? Why, why are is this you know this thing that's associated with backwoods? You know everyone says southern wrestling, wrestling, all that stuff. But they're filling out seventy thousand you know stadium arenas. Why is that? Because there is a story. There are characters. There's something more to it. And I immediately, with that match in particular, became engrossed and just wanted to know more and wanted to know why I liked it most importantly. And that drew me in. And that's what really like kind of made it click was that match. Right. And it just grew from there. Right. So. Mm. What what uh, were the first steps you took in in Skipperville? Correct. Mm-hmm. Skipperville, Skipperville. To 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 end up where you're at now. The first steps to becoming a pro wrestler from Skipperville, Alabama, is to get the heck out of Skipperville, Alabama. <laughs> um, so let me ask you this. So you're a kid. You see Glacier. How old are you at this point, you think? Um, probably four to six. It's all okay. kind of blurry. So you're a kid, kid. Like oh, you yeah, just remember yeah. These, like, this, the magic on TV. Absolutely, yeah. Um, and then through high school, were you a fan? Uh, yes. At, at no point did that ever wane. Okay. At no point did that ever kind of like go away. I was always, always a pro wrestling fan. And I was right. the kid that, you know, the first day of class... What do you want to be when you grow up? Well, I'm going to be a doctor. I'm going to be this. I'm going to go to college. I don't know what I want to be. I'm going to be a pro wrestler, Miss Edwards, or whatever. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> I'm going to be a pro wrestler. And to the point where it became formulaic, where if I didn't say it one time, someone's like, no, you want to be a pro wrestler. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Your, your, your classmates are like, we know what you're, you're yeah, doing. Like For real. And so it became that thing where like I would take teacher's aides jobs with like teachers that I knew didn't do anything yeah. um, just so I could watch wrestling. Beautiful. And they were like, 
why do you want, why do you want to be with so and so? He doesn't do anything. You're going to be bored for it. I was like, no, I won't. I'll watch wrestling. I'll yeah. you know think about wrestling. I'll do something involving wrestling. It was like it was an obsession, you know. Yeah. And there's matches and like moments along the way that kind of like helped to spark that when it was maybe it was waning a little bit, but like it never fully went away. There was never anything that kind of made that. Uh, made that fire down. Yeah, and the story goes, I love wrestling and then girls and people forget about wrestling and then as they get older, they're like, no, 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 I'm back, yeah. I'm back. Yeah, and absolutely. that never happened with you. That well, was I've, like wrestling. Absolutely. And I've yeah. learned, um, especially as, and I'm, I'm very, like I spent 23 years telling people I was going to be a pro wrestler, so I'm pretty mm-hmm. proud of that now. Mm-hmm. So awesome. if I meet people, um, if I meet people and they're like, what do you do? I have no issue saying I'm a pro wrestler. And there's a lot of people that do that, and they'll say, oh, I don't want, you know, there's a weird side to that. Like, what do you do? I wear tights and pretend to beat people up on the weekend. There's a weirdness to that. So a lot of people kind of hide it, and I get that. That's totally cool. For me, uh, I've never been ashamed of that. That's who I am. Like, it's it's, it's, it's in my blood. So uh, what I've learned, though, from that, to segue and go back around, or not segue, but I guess go back to what I was saying, I've learned that at some point, it's the great American theater, man. Everyone has watched wrestling. And everyone's like, oh, that stuff's, that stuff's fake, that stuff's... Th-. And then I was like, oh, so you like never watched... Well, I watched it in the 90s, you know, when it was... The- but then I grew out of it. It's like, oh, so wrestling didn't change, you changed. You know what I mean? If that makes sense. Like, And that's, that's fine. Yeah. It's that's fine. beautiful. Like, so people have this idea in their head that, like, like everyone loves wrestling. It's, it's characters. It's storytelling. It's melodrama. It's all these great things. And I, I could ramble on forever about yeah. it, but... Like yeah, That's what we're I here never, to do, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's it just I can't imagine growing out of something because to me it's like one of the purest forms of how to tell a story. Um, you always hear people talk about that in wrestling, so that that's to me like the big draw. I think. Okay. Right. To flip it on you real quick, okay? Go ahead, go ahead. So it's this thing. It's uh, three questions that people get asked when they find out you're a wrestler. Okay. Okay, now I'm going to ask you these questions, and uh, we're going to compare notes a little bit. Because when people find out I'm a wrestler, it's some of the wildest stuff. Okay, first thing, first and foremost, number one, when is Stone Cold coming back? Have they ever (laughs) asked you that? I've never gotten that one. I've never gotten that one. Two, are Kane and Undertaker really brothers? I've never gotten that one. You have never gotten that one? I've never gotten that one. I'll say it. So the third one, you give me a question that... Everybody, it seems like that one thing that everybody, when they find out you're a wrestler, ask you. Oh, me? Uh, Isn't that stuff fake? That's the most common question. Isn't that stuff fake? That is the number one question. Mm -hmm. Um, Whether you're, if you are involved in any way, shape, or form in the wrestling business, uh, that is the number one question. I'm a fan of pro wrestling. Isn't that stuff fake? I'm a pro wrestler. Isn't that stuff fake? Oh, I ref matches on the. Isn't that stuff fake? Yeah. That's the number one uh, question. And for me, uh, it's it's so easy to be like, like you could be like, well, yeah, it's fake, this and that. Like, you wouldn't tell a stuntman. You wouldn't tell Jackie Chan. You know, the guy that just did a backflip and like wrist cracking a skull off right. the cement. You, hey, is that fake? Wasn't that you in here? Yeah, yeah. I, 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 working on backflip. <laughs> I, I was working. Surprise, surprise! I was working on a backflip. I didn't do it though, so don't expect to see it anytime soon. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like you wouldn't tell a stuntman that what they do is fake, and you wouldn't tell an actor what he does is fake. You know. Yeah. And then on top of that, you wouldn't tell an actor that does his own stunts, Tom Cruise, whoever, that what he does is fake. And as wrestlers, that's what we do. We are actors and actresses, et cetera, et cetera, that do our own stunts. And we got one take. And we got yeah. one take to get it right. And if we screw it up, guess what? There's no filter. There's no edits. There's nothing to – there's just there's no wall between us and the fans. That's the beauty of pro wrestling. You see everything. 
And the funny thing when you said that, it's like the people who always say, oh, wrestling, isn't that fake? Uh, usually the first ones be like, man, I can't wait to see that new Spider-Man movie. Oh, is that oh, that's yeah. real? Yeah. Yes. That, and I used to be that. Like, in uh, when I was in, I, I went to a little community college in, uh, in Dothan, Alabama. Um, and... I remember How far I is that from Skipperville? Skipper uh, about 45 minutes out. Dothan actually used to be a big hotbed for pro wrestling oh, back awesome. in the 80s. So you can type in Dothan, Alabama, Ric Flair, and there's video. Good. Fact check me. Yeah. <laughs> there's a, <coughs> oh, excuse me. You're good. There are, uh, there are videos of Flair in the Dothan Civic Center and things like that. So, uh, But back to what I was saying. Uh, I would sit there and I would watch it in the cafeteria and people would come by and they'd say, wasn't that fake? Isn't that fake? And I would I would bait them because I'm, I'm kind of a jerk. Like, I was like, oh, yeah, that's, it's totally... Fake. By the way, uh, did, you catch, did you catch the new Iron Man? And they're like, oh, yeah, it's good. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, did, did someone tell you it was fake? <laughs> like, I would... What, well, no, this is different. Why? Like, that's what I want. Yeah, yeah. Why? If that's the way you feel, that's fine. But I want to know why. Like, that to me, I think, in any art form, whether it be pro wrestling, whether it be... Movies, whether it be music, whether whatever it is, find out the why. Like, why do you like something? Why don't you like something? And that just, as a consumer, as an artist, whatever, it grows you so much more. So I always, like, I would always ask people, why do, you, why don't you think you like that? Why do you think you like? And a lot of people get offended because they think you're questioning their opinion. Which right, you right. Kind of are, but you really just want to understand them. For so. sure, for sure. Anytime somebody comes up to me with the the f word, the fake word, I'm like, the word you're looking for is predetermined, <laughs> because there's nothing fake about what you guys put your body, your in your training, your mm -hmm. your. I mean, literally, we're watching, um, and you know, not to give too much away, but we're coming in here, and and guys are learning to stand straight. Do a complete backflip, which there's never been a point in my entire life that I say, you know what I want to do? A backflip. And and just for a literally 0.5 second moment of entertaining for the people that are surrounding this ring. I've watched these guys. There's a mat under them right now, and they're landing on their head. Yep. If that mat wasn't there, you know what I'm That's saying? It. Right. That's but they're it. training, and they're going to try it without the mat, and they might land on their head. Absolutely. Just for the... That 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 little <coughs> bit of magic and those point five seconds that run through your body when you Absolutely. see that. Absolutely, man. Fake it's, words don't don't work with me. And, you and know? even like predetermined isn't accurate because anyone. I mean, Nate will tell you. I'll tell you. Mm -hmm. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that happens in wrestling and in the ring that's, that's not predetermined. Yes, sir. It's it's it doesn't go the way you planned it. And guess what? You're your editor in that yeah. moment. You're the guy that has to fix your mistake, their mistake. Whatever it is, maybe a spot didn't work the way you wanted it to. Mm -hmm. You're your editor, you know, in that moment. So that's that's kind of it. it even predetermined it, right, man? Pro, it's its own thing. It's its own thing, 100. percent So that would be kind of a that, that's at, like that's. And I'm not saying like I have nothing against somebody saying it's predetermined because it yeah. obviously, you know, you know what I mean. We, yeah, we're all in the know. Thousand percent, man. Cats out of the bag. You, you just know. never know. You never know. Yeah. And then you got to be quick on your feet. Uh, Jericho always talks about how. Being in wrestling gets you prepared for anything in Hollywood. 100%. Except you have one take, like you said earlier. Mm -hmm. You have to be on the fly. You have to be able to talk in front of people. You have to be smart enough to come up with the next words. And, like, um, that's a thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, 100%. that's hard to. Um, you can, and you can be, and that's the thing. You can be the, the best physical wrestler flipping off the top rope, mm -hmm. landing those backflips, know every bump, and you get on the mic and you freeze. You're not there yet. You 100%. know what I'm saying? Wrestling 100%. is in totality. You have to physical you have to be able to talk you have to be quick on your feet you have to use your brain you have to be ready for those undetermined things that happen and you have to be ready to save the show when the thing happens right in front of you yeah, you know what i'm saying absolutely. so it's like now there's this leadership quality in you you have to possess so wrestling like it makes you this well-rounded 
amazing human being. Yeah. So pretty much we need t-shirts that say wrestlers are the best people on the face of the planet. <laughs> I mean, I think that's that's what works. I'd buy one. We're, we're coming out of Skipperville. We're okay. heading to college. Okay. Yeah, we uh, uh, sidetracked a little bit. Our, that's our Houston game. Houston County. That's our Houston game County. plan. Yeah, there you go. Bring me back. Bring so, uh, when, uh, what's next on your journey, man? In college, was, so, was the wrestling thing there? Did you find wrestling in, in what was it? Dothan. Dothan. Houston so, County. So there Houston. was no, so I always knew, um, because like I said, when you, when I love something, I know something, I want to know everything about it. And the beautiful thing about pro wrestling in the, like the 2000s, there's so much information out there for it. So I knew that to be a pro wrestler and to be at the level I want to be and to be as good as I want to be, it's like being a lawyer, right? Uh, I can get a degree and Big Nate can get a degree. We get the exact same degree, but if I get mine from, you know, San Jack University and he gets his from Harvard, uh, they're calling Nate first because right. he was trained at Harvard. So I didn't want to <coughs> waste. I didn't want to waste my time. I didn't want to go and actually uh, like learn bad habits from these right. schools because I know that's a thing. There's a lot of a lot of places, and it's still true today, that teach bad have bad training, and they'll say they're trained by someone that trains someone that knows what they're doing. Right. But you just never know what you're getting. So, but if, when you come to a place, it's like like Booker School. I mean, prime example. You know what you're getting with Booker T. You know, right. so that was the thing. So, what happened with me is I was telling everybody and their brother, everybody that would listen, I was telling them, I'm going to be a pro wrestler. I'm going to be a pro wrestler. I'm going to be a pro wrestler. So this is it's, it's a funny story how life works. Side note, we're, talk, we're talking Booker T. Training school. Um, so I've heard, you know, and, and and here's the reality: books the face of this company. He does come in here. He does train these guys. Yeah. But there's an under there's a level underneath him of all these trainers. Mm-hmm. And some people go, "Well, I came here to, to train with Booker T." All the yeah. trainers are starting to get signed. I just <laughs> saw Gino at Major League Wrestling. I just saw Ryan Davidson avoid a gore from Rhino. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? They're Absolutely. in the ring with these um, WWE and some of the best wrestlers on the planet. Absolutely. And those are the guys that are pouring into Booker School. So sure. you can't come in here and say, "Oh, well, Booker's not training me." This and that. The guys that are training you are putting in the work and doing the work, and on some yeah. of the biggest platforms in the country right now. And those those so. people, uh, I would say they're <coughs> delusional, but they're just not they're not aware. They're not they're not yeah. aware because if you if you're realistically saying I want to go to Booker T school, and then you look at what Booker T is doing right now, he's doing a pay per view on Sunday. He's got a backstage show Monday Tuesday. You know he's doing his radio show. You know however many days a week. You can common sense logic it out. He's probably not going to be at the wrestling school five nights a week. He's coming in. Don't get me wrong. Booker's here. Mm-hmm. But the people you're learning from are some of the are they they have been taught. They have been handcrafted. They have been they have been they have I, his trust. Absolutely, right. 100%. and they are extension of of the yeah. man himself. For sure, because a lot of those guys started off with him training. Because he, he would never allow someone to train that he didn't have faith in them. Like, Absolutely. I, you're, you're carrying my moniker with mm-hmm. you, so I trust you to go show these yeah. guys how to perform. And we're very careful about that, too. We, we If a trainee or someone that's only been doing it maybe a year decides they want to step in and start teaching someone how to do anything as simple as rolls or bumps or whatever, right. we put a stop to it because – we want to make sure you know what you're doing before you try to put your hands on someone else, try right. to teach someone something else. So Have you 100%. gotten trainer level yet here? Yes. Okay. Yes. I am. Uh, and rightfully so. I call, well, thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, no I problem. call myself a basics trainer. Okay. Um, because, and I'm, I'm not the best at that either, but um, I'm very good, I feel like, at teaching the basics. I can teach right. chain wrestling. I can teach bumps. I can teach these things because um, 
because the mechanics of everything come very always came very easy to me. But uh, again, it's the why. Like, okay, well, why did this work? Why am I able to do this? And because I broke that down, I'm able to go back and actually teach people. So yes, yes, I I am a uh, I, like I said, I'm a basics trainer is what I call myself. No, it's man, an unofficial it's title. That's awesome, man. And and like I said, rightfully so. Um, and you see, when you're in the ring, man, you're you're super technical. Um, and it does, you know, it, it kind of, you, you do have this, uh, this Benoit vibe about you at the same yeah. time. I catch like, like glimpses of Owen Hart and, and just being in, like you wow. said, like everything you just said, you know, it's a huge compliment. um, yeah, Thank man, you. no, no, Thank no you. problem. And then like a, just, just the way you move, there's, there's just a different level and you can tell, awesome. um, and, and not even just the way you're doing the moves, the way you're taking the moves as well, shining up the other guy, which yeah. again, we're talking about this all wrestling being, you have to be all around. You have to be able to give. You have to be able to take. You have to be able to mm-hmm. tell that story. Um, and and um, I don't ever, man. You know, we were talking about this the other day. It's like, man, I'm 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 constantly about lifting people up because I I'm passionate about um, um, independent pro wrestling. I just am, man. Sure. And so um, anything I can do to encourage you guys as wrestlers to to let you know what you do matters um, for those moments of um, who knows what people are going through. Um, I had a buddy, I'm going to shout out to my boy, um, Abram, you know, and he just recently had this hand surgery. It's not the worst thing in the world, man, but he's, he's, you know, grown man, just can't do stuff for himself. And his hand was messed up and it was, it was, and then got affected. And it was, it was like thing after thing after thing for a few months. It just filled, he came to the wrestling show with me, uh, the last LaRoe show, man. Mm-hmm. And he just had himself a good time and he's just coming out That's of this, awesome. this slump. You know what That's I'm saying? Awesome. So you guys tore it up that night, man. It was a great man. show. And my man walked away smiling. You know what that's, I'm saying? And awesome. so, uh, man, I, you know, you just never know what you're doing for people for sure. um, in those lives. I know I cut you off. We started talking about road. You remember no, no, where we were good, at? Bro, you're good. Um, where was I at, though? Does anyone remember? Mm-hmm. <laughs> we were coming out of Somerville. We started talking about, I think, your, your journey to road. Okay, yeah. You said, I didn't, um, didn't want to go to Dothan, not yeah, Dothan, so the metal band, you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, yeah, so... Uh, telling everybody that would listen that I was going to be a pro wrestler. And um, so here, here comes the, the six degrees of separation that is pro wrestling. Okay. I'm my, ready for it. Uh, my mother's best friend had a personal trainer in a little place called Midland City, Alabama, mm-hmm. uh, who trained in Dothan. You can look it up. It's between Nate's, Nate's fat check in Midland City. Uh, I almost uh, just spit my water all over. Because <laughs> the man went for his phone when they... <coughs> Because the they all sound so fake, right? Like, it, mm-hmm. and that's the thing. Alabama, it's like, what, what's this place? Well, it's in the middle. It's I, land. It's Midland. I don't. So, uh, yeah, I don't fact check because I, I kind of go under the, the, the idea of why did the truth get in the way of a good story? You know what I'm saying? Midland City <laughs> is a town in Dale County, Alabama. <laughs> population of twenty three hundred and forty four people. Okay, it's getting bigger. Yeah, yeah, it's getting it, bigger. Get, right. it gets bigger the closer Continue. you get. Continue, but um. Yeah, so she came to me one day, and she said, Hey, I know you've always wanted to do the wrestling thing. Uh, my personal trainer does that, uh, but he's about to move to Texas. So I can give you his information. He said he'd love to talk to you, um, you know, if, if you want to. And I was like, okay. And I just know there's a stigma around Alabama independent wrestling. Like right. I said, I want to be trained by someone decent, whatever. So, okay, well, what's the guy's name? And he said, well, his name is Rex Andrews, and he's about to move out to, yep, uh, and for the for those of you on the audio side, Chevy <laughs> yeah. has just dropped his jaw. Nate has just 
dropped his job. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. I didn't know this. This, this is my first so, time hearing the story. I'm about to break some news here. Right. Uh, Ooh, but I like Rex, that. Uh, first. So here, in my my dumb self, instead of looking this guy up, I did. I I said, okay, I'm not going to get in touch with some Alabama indie wrestler. I appreciate that. You know, I told her thank you. I never got up with him. Months go by. I keep the number though because I'm I'm I don't know. I'm a pack rat. Right. You so, never know, bro. You never know. For sure. So it goes in my laptop case. Or I'm going with destiny. Destiny. But continue. <laughs> so. Uh, months go by, and I'm a podcast nut, so I'm super excited to be here, by the way. Super oh, excited to be on here. Awesome, dude. Hoping I get to bury someone halfway through. Yo, no, that's, that's my kind of podcasting. But yeah, um, and I'm listening to Booker on a podcast, and he does his fave five. Who are his fave five people for this podcast, whatever. And he, he goes through his top four, and he goes, my number five, an indie guy. Who, who's going to be my number five? None other than Rex Andrews. I go scrambling for this number. He's a guy training at my school, this and that. And I, I hit him up like, hey, man, uh, I know it's been like months, whatever. You know, uh, my, my mom's best friend gave me your number, et cetera, et cetera. And he couldn't have been nicer. Couldn't have been more help, you know, more helpful. I'm, I'm assuming at some point he thought I was just some kid with a dream or whatever. Was yeah. never gonna move out there because it took so long for it to happen, and so many things happened along the way that like felt like roadblock after roadblock after roadblock. But I just kept bothering him, kept pursuing it, kept asking him questions until finally I made the move out here. Didn't know, it, it was uh, November 2015. I made the move out here, and I was I was 22 at the time. I uh, don't know anyone in the entire state of Texas, with the exception of Rex, who I just knew through text. Um, didn't have any, no family out here. There's yeah. nothing. Out, it's literally, I moved here for professional wrestling. And, and, and at your age, at 22, man, you're from a different generation. I know what, so that puts you at about 26, 27 now. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And, um, man, most 18-year-olds... Now, these days, and I sound like an old guy, I'm 36 years old, you know what I'm saying? But it's, it's a different culture. Like, I watch kids at 18 act like they're 15, and, and I don't know what happened with the culture, and I'm not yeah, yeah. dogging. It's just a different, like, the people are staying at home longer, and it seems like they're taking <coughs> longer to take those steps. So mm-hmm. for you, at 22-year-old from the generation you come from, that's insane. You're <laughs> just like, unheard of. Yes, I'm going there, and yeah. I don't know anybody. And 10 I have, hours, 10 hours. I have three shirts in this car. Let's go. You know yep. what I'm saying? 100%. So. And it, I think there's a lot of that that pays into, uh, or play, what, basically what I'm trying to get at is growing up, uh, I wasn't like the popular kid. I had the high water pants. Um, yeah, most kids running around in wrestling t-shirts aren't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. So me and my HBK shirt, you know, right. if you believe you will achieve. It had That's on the right. back, and you know, but uh, Lisa didn't say I'm just a sexy boy. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, I knew what I was. You know? yeah, I, was yeah. I was just believing. Absolutely, <laughs> live the gimmick. Yeah, brother. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, you know, I never really got along with the kids my age and stuff. Mm-hmm. But the people I did get along with, um, I would go and get your phone ready. But fat check this. <laughs> um, uh, the people I got along with were 45 minutes down the road, a bunch of people at Troy, Alabama, um, which AQA went to uh, university at. She went to college in Troy, Alabama. Fun um, fact. Yeah. So fun fact. I yeah, love the fun facts, go. brother. Absolutely. I'll Shout out to my man, Anthony Macaluso, who listens to our show. He is the fun fact king. He's always like, fun fact. <laughs> and whatever comes. So awesome. awesome. But yeah. Um, and so the people I would hang out with when I was 15, 16 were 28-year-olds, 29-year-olds. So I don't know if that played into it, but... It's, it's probably, you know, uh, on the on a 
an existential side or whatever. Man, you just got an old soul, brother. You know what I'm Man, saying? Like the music, you know, the music you listen to, the the stuff you're you're into, the movies we even talk about. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, I think, the, you have to be in a certain yeah. I think it'd be fun if I would hear something on the radio, and it goes back to the why. Like, mm-hmm. if I would hear something on the radio or I'd see a wrestler, I like. Okay, why do I like them? Where did they start from? What right. made them special? You know, bro, I'm the exact <clears> same way. And you work backwards, right? right? So, so I would hear Stevie Ray Vaughan, and I say, well, who inspires Stevie Ray Vaughan? Well, Albert King inspires Stevie Ray Vaughan. So I go back. Yes. From Albert King and well, who started the blues in general? Mm-hmm. Robert Johnson started the blues. Come on and, now, and don't do that. Don't do that. Oh, brother, I can talk some blues. Man, he I can talk some blues. Sold the soul to the devil. <laughs> he <laughs> did. Oh, yeah. He did. Died. But now 20, we have the blues. Died at twenty six. Was that what it was? Yeah. Anyway, well, well, that's for the blues podcast. <laughs> all, right, all right, all right. But yeah, starting man. now, blues to the chest radio. But yeah, man. So that's just always kind of the way I've been wired. So through that though, I gained an appreciation for the quote unquote old school. Right. So like my favorite match ever is Ric Flair, Ricky Steamboat, nineteen eighty nine, Chicago. Um, I think that's the perfect wrestling match. And like you hear people talk about Shawn Michaels and everything, and I love it. I, I love I love Shawn Michaels. He's probably my favorite ever. Shawn Michaels, Daniel Bryan, CM Punk. There's a list of guys yeah. that are on a pedestal. In my Speaking head. of, shout out to Roe. Just thrown out a, a CM Punk. Versus, do you see that video yeah, they put Brett out there? Idol, Brett, Brett Idol, Brett yeah, Idol, yeah. old school throwback reality of wrestling. Check Absolutely. that out on YouTube, man. Tim Punk in the reality wrestling building, baby. Street in. Come on. But but yeah, man. Uh, but all that being said, basically mm-hmm. just say like I, I appreciate the old soul comment. That's why I always tell people I'm the world's oldest twenty six year old. <laughs> Love so it. So I think I, I think there's some truth to that. Love it, brother. Um, so. <clears throat> Side note, Rex Andrews has been on our podcast twice. Okay. And we've never aired the thing. That bad, huh? No, it was great <laughs> both <laughs> times. Hey, why can't you make me Both times. I don't remember what happened the first time our, our podcast dissolved right in front of our face the first round. We tried just things happened. We got working. We And he was the next up to get aired and never did. Second time, record with An- Rex Andrews. A hurricane hits us. Podcast what? dissolves. We uh, never air that one. So I'm sitting on two Rex Andrews podcasts from a few years ago. Um, I think I'm just going to put them out. And then third time. Lost episodes. Lost episodes, baby. The Rex Files. The Rex Files. (laughs) Yes. He's got that. He's got that. That's his That's not original. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that now. You said that. That's not original. But no, it's okay. You should have just went with it, bro. Nobody would have known. I'll work you with it. Work you with it. I like that. But, yeah, so now how did you end up in Texas? You called Rex. You drove down here. Yeah, I mean, I got in a car. Where did you stay? Did you have your own spot or did you have stay uh, I stayed in uh, what I believe was a washroom <laughs> on a mattress. This is all this is all shoot. Uh, we shoot yeah. on Chop to the Chest Radio. I like that. Um, I, it was a washroom. The the washer and dryer were in the room with me. Um, there was one outlet and a mattress on the floor that came from a hospital that they got for free. That's that's all real. And uh, oh, you, you, if you ever you're see, talking about <laughs> passionate about wrestling, yes. bro, it's, bro. There's, there's nothing yes. nothing in the world I love more, man. Yeah, uh, you can, and the only people I think that ever saw that room were uh, Cameron Cole and Kiefer Bartek. So if you ever see them, ask them. Like, so Clay was really sleeping in like a little, like it's no. It's, well, well, uh, were you like you just rented this out in a room? I or? needed anything. I needed something because I had made the move out there. Yeah. But in somebody's house or what? what it was an apartment. At? It was apartment. It was okay. a lady and her two uh, like high school daughters. Um, okay. And so uh, basically, what happened was I moved out to see another house. That woman wound up being crazy. 
Um, yeah. And so I was like, Whoa. so I was like, right. <laughs> let's, take, let's take a short pause there. <laughs> <laughs> you you that story. I was gonna skip over it. No, 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 no. no. I don't want to take up a lot lady. of time on okay. the crazy lady, but I want to know. Yeah, okay. Uh, this it, okay. I drove all the way out there on Halloween night to see the spare bedroom this woman had. Okay, hold on. Before you go any further, this is getting good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she yeah. Drives, yeah. <laughs> she house. Oh, there Halloween were candles night. and a goat's head. Let's go. No candy. Trick or treat. You ain't wrong. So I drove. Uh, I was like, I just want to see this place before I move in. Thank God. From where um, did you drive from? Uh, from Skipperville, Alabama. To, to Texas. To Texas. To oh, on Halloween, you show up at the lady house. In Houston, Texas. Uh, I drove all the way down. Mm-hmm. What's the drive time? Ten hours. Oh, my um, goodness. Go ahead, brother. Yeah. I get there, and this lady, it's Halloween night. She's all dressed in black. Um, there's a cadence that she has to her speaking. Um, I don't know how else to describe it. I'm just going to run through because it's a full story. Yeah, um, yeah. a couple I, minutes. We don't want to spend all night there. But, but uh, here's some of the... He might, he might have. <laughs> <laughs> I did not. I did not. I almost did. Hey, what's the cheapest I can get this room? <laughs> so I get there. Uh, the locks on the doors are all one-sided. So if she locks you in a room, you can't get out. Mm. Um, she has two lockers filled with meat uh, that are like <laughs> tiny, like... Uh, like the little freezers, you know? Yeah. Uh, and she's very peculiar. Like, this is where I keep the meat. And it's all, all kinds of meat. And whatever kind of meat I can get my I'm like, okay. Uh, apparently someone else was living there. You're like, uh, how'd this room get vacant? Yeah. This is where I keep my meat. <laughs> thing, right? Like, uh, there was someone else apparently living in the apartment that there was I was never introduced to, but they were behind one of these locked doors. And she was like, you're going to meet him later, though. And uh, so all this is happening. It's all very strange, all very bizarre. Um, <laughs> After a 10-hour drive on Halloween. Yeah. Uh, so basically what happened is uh, when I realized things were sketchy, I was like, oh, I have a phone call. Can you let me out the front door? Because, by the way, she'd like me in this house. I didn't know if I yeah. said that. No, no, no. Uh, yeah. I was like, uh, can you let me out the front door? I'm going to grab some of my bags, and I'm going to, like, you know, uh, I'm, I'm gonna just going to, like, make take this phone call real quick, yada, yada. She's like, sure, unlocks the front door. I go out. I spin out of that lady's driveway. And I know no one in Texas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know literally no one. So I call Rex. And, I, and it's Halloween night. And at the time, uh, you know, he, he was living in, like, I think his girlfriend's, like, parents' place or something yeah. like that. Like a spare bedroom with her. And so I call. I'm like, hey, dude, like, I know you don't know me. I get it if I need to sleep in my car tonight. But, like, this is what happened. This is what's up. He's like, well, we're about to go, like, we're about to go do some, like, bar hopping, like some club yeah. hopping. It's Halloween night. We're all in, like, dressed up and stuff like that. If you want to come with, like, they said they're okay. Like, my girlfriend said she's okay with it for one night, you know, that kind of. Okay, cool. So it's, uh, Rex was dressed as a guy from, like, the 80s. He's in Zubas and a fanny pack. Uh, as every good wrestler should be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she, uh, she was, what was she dressed as? I don't remember what she was dressed at. And then her friend that was along there was a ninja. So it's a ninja, a guy from the 70s, and something else. She was something very uh, definitive. And then me dressed like a bum, just there, just bar hopping. And I don't drink either. So I'm going from bar to bar, like, do you want something? We can get you something. I know you've had a long night, whatever. Like, just a water. Like, I'm <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So You're just hanging out. But to get to the apartment situation, though, uh, the next day, Rex was super cool, and I guess I'm, I'm kind of agreeable, so they, they took to me and were like, you can stay here for one extra day. Find something. Yeah. So it was do or die. I'm already in Houston. i got to find something. I'm on my phone the whole day, and I found this washroom with a medical bed or whatever you want to call it with this woman and her two daughters and all their uh, animals and all the stuff, like turtles and stuff. <laughs> and... Uh, 
and it was $500 a month for this little thing. And I was like, I just need something. And that's, yeah. that's what I did. That's what I moved into. And so that was my... How my long did you stay there? A couple months. A couple months okay. before the boys were, uh, were like... Did, did you stay in Wrestle House? The Wrestle House? Yeah. The, uh, the Wrestle House is, uh, it, it is a traveling house. Oh, wherever okay. I, wherever I rest my head is the Wrestle House. That's, oh, okay. You, I, you were the, I'm, I'm talking, I, wasn't, there a, wasn't there at one point a few years back a house where the boys just lived? There was a handful of kind of, wrestlers. It, I heard it, there were, that, you know, that's, one, that's kind of where it started. It was, yeah. um, it was myself, Kiefer Bartek, uh, Cameron Cole, Cameron left, and then it was a guy named DeAndre Scales who... Is no longer in the business. Right. But um, anytime the boys were in town, we got a couch, we got a recliner, we got whatever you need, yeah. like, stay here. And I still keep that to this day. Any wrestlers that are going to be in town, like, and you know we're cool, you know you're cool with me, reach out. Don't don't spend money on a hotel. There's yeah. not enough money in this business. We have to take care of each other. I've got recliners. I've got a couch. Look uh, at this man. Send me a message. Send, Look at shoot this me a man. Message. Showing shoot love. Chop to the chest radio. Absolutely, man. That's what it's about, right? Like, yeah. nobody gets anywhere on their own. Pay it so. forward, brother. Yeah, forward. absolutely. But not to... I gotta go back to that story that you told. <laughs> yeah, 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 go for I it. I tried to get so, through it. I tried to get made it through. It. through. And so, good so, so, but Nate's what, bringing what it back. The thing about me, man, is just uh, I uh, listen to uh, like crime podcasts on my way to work yeah. and whatnot. And um, my biggest thing is sword and scale. And like you saying that, it was like one of the stories that I heard like a couple weeks ago, and it sounded just like that. And I'm like, dude, yeah. you avoided a. It could have been. You could have been that. I could have been hearing Clay Robert's story on Tour and Scale. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Glad you got the heck up out of there, it man. It was so it was it was like so scary in retrospect. And it's funny the number of people I've talked to like don't believe that story. I'm like, you don't have to believe it. I was there. No, bro. Like, you know what I, I mean? have crazy but, stories that people yeah. are like. Oh, I'm yes. even like, there's no way that could be true. Yeah, there's no way. Just you know the, what I'm the saying? locks. That's what we got. The locks on the on the one side of the door. So like like this is your room you're staying in. And like there was like I was like, so how do I unlock it from this side? Oh, you can't. I'm like, oh cool. Well, I'll see you later. Uh, yeah, so the locks were only on the living room side or the exactly. whatever. It was a deadbolt that only had, like, there was a key on the inside, like yeah. on my side, uh, but the key was, like, not there. Like, the keyhole side was, like, yeah. covered up. And then there was a turning deadbolt on the other side. So you basically, like, if she locked it from the outside, you couldn't unlock it from the other side. And there, that was every room in the house. That's crazy. Uh, yeah, it was a, it was a uh, you know, it, it was you, you, you weren't, like... Let me see what this is about. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. It's one funny. night. It's Let's funny. go one night. The whole time, because I've drove ten hours. I'm. I want to wrestle all this yeah. stuff. I'm just like, how can I make this work? There has to. She can't be this crazy. Surely there's something sane here, right? right? right. And too too many things stacked up that it didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> the meat. The, you know the meat thing. Why is this room empty? Locking folks in. Yeah. You know, kind of little people under the stairsy. I remember that movie. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, yeah. it's like what? Real. Is somebody scratching in your wall right now? What yeah. is? What's going there, on? You know? A, yeah. It was a whole situation. We, we've been forty minutes in this podcast, and he he's just left Skipperville. <laughs> I, and I'm totally okay with it. I'm not complaining with it, man. I'm totally making it two parts. Okay. Go. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> for sure. My man. So so now you're you're staying. Uh, you have you're in a washroom. I'm in a washroom. <laughs> Which is a step up from the uh, meat lady. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? A story, man. Let me tell Go ahead. you a story. <laughs> oh, a story better than that. Well, not even that. I just mean the, the overall story. Yeah. Right? Okay. It's your what's well, you heard me talking to one of our trainees about it. It's the uh, the hyphen between the day you were born, the day yes. you passed away. Yeah, yes, the sir. hyphen matters the most. What did you do? Uh-huh. And brother, I've done some stuff. Let me tell you. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sounds like amazing. Hey, so, what would you do if you seen a text that like 
I still have the meats. <laughs> right? <laughs> is well, this first is, of all, this like, is an Arby's. Like, do, you have, do you have ribs? Because I'm all about it. <laughs> hey, <laughs> if you want to stay a little bit, this tastes familiar. No, no. So, so you're, you're you're on this medical bed. Where, so where, where were you from there? From there, <laughs> Nate's died. You're, you're, Nate's you're, died. You meet Rex. Your buds. It's Rex is like, okay, it's cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, thank God. As uh, so now you have to pay for your room. I'm, and you have to pay for your training. I'm a very uh, low maintenance human being. Yeah. I don't need a lot to live. Obviously, um, I, I have. Side note. I cut Clay Roberts' hair. Uh-huh. Yes, he does. Um, as my, you know, um, my barbering work, and he tells me every time I cut his hair, if I wasn't wrestling, I would never cut my hair. 100%. Like the only reason, the only reason he gets in my chair and risks his life with my <laughs> razors is for you people out there listening, because he cares and wants to look good for y'all. It's I'm just true, throwing man. that There's out. There's so much stuff I do, just I wouldn't do if I wasn't wrestling. Right, right, right. Um, but yeah, man, uh, I, I had my little game consoles. You know, I'm a big video game guy. I love. I'm a big video game nerd, and I had pro wrestling. And yeah. that's all I needed, man. Um, as I wasn't, I, I would go to work. I found a job at a little uh, Christian bookstore that's now closed down, Lifeway. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they just closed down like two Saturdays ago. Oh, man. Um, but the uh, yeah, I would go to work and I would go to training and I was at training five nights a week. I was there, you know. I, if if I closed at work, I would still drive down just to see if anybody was there. And if, like I learned back suplexes at eleven thirty at night because I showed up, you know. Like I was obsessed. I waited twenty two, twenty three years for it. So like, I'm not gonna miss a day. I'm already behind schedule in my mind. So like, that's beautiful. That's just the way. That's the way I'm wired, man. Like there's there's so few people I feel like that are here just constantly and like they don't get burnt out and I feel like I'm one of those like I feel like I have whatever that gene is you know like there's my uh, my roommate on more than one occasion has seen me go bro I'm burnt out I'm tired my neck hurts I'm skipping training for the night I'm gonna stay home I'm gonna play some video games I'm gonna roll my back out I'm gonna feel so much better in the morning get a full night's sleep 645 rolls around <laughs> I'm going out the door with my bag like I can't miss out I yeah. can't miss out it's, it's that uh, there was a podcast recently with uh Joe Rogan and Israel Adesanya, the middleweight champion of the world, yeah. and he said um, he has something called FOMO, and apparently it's a common thing. Fear of missing out. Fear of missing out. hundred. I have that. When it comes to pro wrestling, like if someone is here learning and I'm not, I go crazy. Like the right. idea of someone getting knowledge I'm not getting, or the idea of just a day. He's like, I cannot believe I wasn't there. He starts putting locks on his doors that only lock from the outside. It's true. <laughs> I go crazy. Yeah. He's like, like why are you buying all this meat for no reason? He's like, your 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 roommate's like, what's all these freezers? <laughs> Fun fact: that lady was actually just a pro wrestler in the eighties. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Fun fact: dude out there. No, uh, but yeah, man. Uh, that was it. I was just here all the time, and in about eight months' time, I uh, it was I knew where I was. I knew I wasn't anything special, I, but I knew I could go out and follow instruction and have a pro wrestling match because I was here all the time. So um, I went out. I bought boots. I bought tights. I bought everything I needed. And so one day Booker came in, and the trainers. Uh, were in his go ahead. Let me go pause ahead. you. So, so you meet Rex. He um, obviously says, "Hey, come to Reality of Wrestling." Yep. How, how, what was your first steps in here? You just walked through the door and said, "I'm here." Yep. Or, or really, I mean, you I had saved. the boots, you had the outfit, you had everything. No, no, no. I no. didn't have all that. Okay. Um, it was uh, that came later. Okay. All I had were a pair of like gym shorts and some. T-shirts. Tell me, so so you walked in. Who do you remember being here? The first day I came in uh, was I think Kiefer actually Kiefer Bartek. He was under a squat rack. 
And at the time, I had longer hair and a longer beard. And I, we never talked about this, but I know for a fact he thought I was Daniel Bryan. Because mm-hmm. I walked in, and he kind of did the uh, the emu, the ostrich, the sit-up, and kind of looked. And then he realized it was like, oh, the skinny kid's not Daniel Bryan. Yeah, he went back yeah. to squats. You should have yeah. just... Right, you should have just <laughs> came just, in. Just, <laughs> Shout so out, Kiefer Bartek, for a new Texas pro. Have yeah. you run with them? I have, once or twice. Right, uh, right, right. I mean, it's all the way out in Abilene. It's, yeah, it's, it's a minute uh, away. It's yeah, minute yeah, away. yeah. <laughs> yeah just, it's just it's about the drive to Skipperville, Alabama. Yeah, Texas uh, is funny like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I just want to, you know, I'm, I'm seeing and hearing good things. My man, Stephen Roberts, is the, we're fellow announced brothers, yeah. you know. Stephen's good dude. Good we'll, dude. we'll announce, we're the voice of wrestling, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So we just... We announced the world together, and that's my brother, so that's I awesome. dig that. That's um, awesome. I just want to give a shout-out to Kiefer. And no, you're, you're good, bro. You're good. Um, that was the first person I remember, and I was, like, chomping at the bit to come in, and I came in, and I was like, hey, my name's Clay. I'm here to be a pro wrestler, you know, yada, yada. Where do I sign up? I've got all my money. I was ready. I was ready to go. And they hit me with the, oh, the guy that signs people up is not here today. You have to come out tomorrow. Cool. And so I just <laughs> turned around and left and came back the next day. But uh, Cedric Payne uh, gave me the uh, rundown. Like, we have to do conditioning, 15 days of that. And I was the skinny kid. Um, there's, a, there's a story there, too. Because the stories are like, bro. I'm a storyteller, bro. We're I'm, in not, it. I'm not a really pro wrestler. I'm a storyteller. And I'm okay um, with the, you know. So what pro wrestling is. When I, when I started. Um, I started around the same time as this kid. I won't say his name. Uh, he's a good-looking guy. He had his slick back hair, you know, and, like, just yoked. He looked like a Stretch Armstrong doll. Like, little legs with massive upper body and all the stuff. And I know for a fact, if anyone looked at the two of us, they're saying, it's it's that guy. Like, that guy's yeah. going to be a... And I showed up, and <laughs> I was doing my conditioning, and I was there, you know, every day. And when I was done with conditioning, I'd sit down with a notepad, and I would take notes. Anything they'd tell those guys that were above me, I would take notes on that, and I'd learn, and I'd go home, and I'd study. And I remember uh, it was a Thanksgiving. It was supposed to be, like, my first day in the ring. or I'm sorry, the day after Thanksgiving. And uh, someone was like, well, we're, there's only going to be, like, three of us here, so if you don't want to show up, I get it. But, like, you know, uh, it, it would be your first day, so if you want to show up, that's cool, whatever, yada, yada. And I showed up the day after Thanksgiving, like, really? Like, the day, and I was like, well, I don't have anyone here. I don't have any family. Like, I'm just yeah. here. I'm here to wrestle. Like, this is it. And that day, like, I learned to bump. I learned to do all this stuff. And, like, it, like, got in. Uh, the other guy, like, became so, I don't know if, like, discouraged is the word. I feel kind of bad about it. But in, uh, it's like. Through like my hard work, he didn't like uplift himself. But right. the thing, uh, thing I'm getting at though is like never judge. Like we have to learn that when people come in here, mm-hmm. because people come in and you'll see these like jacked up dudes, and they're like, "I'm here to be a pro wrestler." They last less than a week. They hit the mat one time. Oh, this actually hurts. I'm going home. And yeah. there's skinny punk 18 year old kids that come here and can't do a push up, and they have a bad attitude, and they're here a year and a half later, and they have a key to the building. Yeah, like there's there's a lot of that. Um, and so just, it, it goes to show, like, you can't judge a book by its cover in that sense because, like, heart supersedes all the other stuff in a sense. So thousand percent. Yeah. I can tell you we, we run this podcast out of Reality of Wrestling, the World Gym Arena, um, and we're super grateful to Booker T and Kevin uh, um, just to let us in here um, and let us be able to do it. Um, and every time I am here... You are here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Training. FOMO. Leading trainings, FOMO. right? FOMO. Uh, and I see you. I watch you, man. And you're in the corner, and everybody's kind of winding down, and you're just doing that move, doing it over. You're doing it again. You're doing it again. And you, I, people are walking out, and you're in this corner trying this move yeah. to make sure that you have it. 
Um, so I'm super impressed with that. Thank you. You're not reality of wrestling in your story. Right. Um, what is your first thoughts of meeting Booker T? So first thoughts of meeting Booker. So there's a story behind that too. Let's go. Uh, Booker comes in one day and he's watching training and all this stuff. And he sees me do this Russian leg sweep and it looks really nice. He goes, we might have a bit, might have a future in this business, kid. You know, all that stuff. Yeah. And so I'm like, okay, cool. Like That's a good I'm Booker on, voice. In my, in my Everybody mind, has one. <laughs> it's true. Uh, in my mind, I'm on Booker's good side. So as I'm leaving, and this is at the uh, Winkler location, so we're not here, but you have to walk through the workout area to exit the building. As I'm walking past, he's on the butterfly machine. There's the, and he, I wait till he finishes his set, and I walk up to him, and I'm like, uh, I was like, Booker, I don't think we've been, or, you know, Booker T, whatever I, whatever I call him, something. Yeah. I was trying to be respectful. Yo, T-Man! No, I wouldn't have. <laughs> no, I'm just slapped, kidding. Man. <laughs> I was like, I was like uh, sir, I don't think we've been properly introduced, by the way. Uh, my name's Clay Roberts, and I'm, you know, I'm really excited to be here. And he looks at me, and he goes, yeah, I'll learn your name when you do something. And he just goes back to another thing. Here's the thing. I could easily just be like, yeah, like, okay, well, whatever. I guess yeah. I haven't done my mind, I'm like, he's gonna know my name. He's gonna know my name. Like that's right. that was that was my mindset in that moment. Like, okay, I'll do something. Watch this. You know what I mean? Like that was my mindset in that moment. Have and, you ever told Booker that story? No, he doesn't remember it. Yeah. And I, he, he wouldn't. I'll yeah. tell him one day and he'd be like, I don't remember that at all. I was like, I do. Like yeah, you, yeah. you know what I mean? Like it, it's just, you know, it, he didn't mean anything by it. It's just Booker, you know, like, yeah, I'll learn and he's you're just trying to, you know, just trying to say, like, yeah, yeah well, I'll learn your name. Because like, so many people come in the building. Yeah, you know? that's what so, <clears throat> But, yeah, I always thought that was funny. Nate Laws, you have a story. I saw the grin. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, story? Uh, man, I, I don't I, You know what? I do have a Clay Roberts story. Mm-hmm. I do have oh, a Clay no. Roberts story. So I mean, did you have a Booker story? Because you smiled like you, you had something similar. Oh, no. No, man, I remember just... Uh, my first uh, coming into reality wrestling and, you know, sitting down with Book and like, man, this is, I am Nate Laws and I, he didn't know who the 409 was. Yeah. And, I, and I showed him some of the matches on YouTube and he's like, hmm. And, you know, he, he does his thing, looks, and then he comes, he talks to me, okay, then he starts laying stuff out. So it's like, when it comes to Book, He's gonna give you that honest opinion, 100%. or he gonna, he's 100%. gonna he's not gonna he's he's gonna make his he's gonna do his thing with his guys. He's gonna people are gonna come to the school, they're gonna train, they're gonna pay to train and whatnot. But he wants people that's gonna be here to train and bring something to the table. He's not gonna if you if you don't have what it takes, he's not gonna how can I say he's not gonna Sugarcoat. Yeah, he's not gonna yeah, sugarcoat yeah, it. 100%. If you can't do it, you can't do it. He'll be honest and true with you. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you can't do nothing but respect that. Absolutely. So either you're gonna take that and do what you will with it, or you'll use it as motivation and get in the gym, do what you need to do, and come back and be like, okay, these are the adjustments I made. Right. Let's go. Yep. Same thing happened to you. Yeah. Same thing happened to you, man. True. 100%. Um, Clay Roberts story. Continue. Okay, man. So uh, I met Clay uh, uh, Reality Wrestling this was a while back, mm-hmm. but um, I met uh, Clay on a different level. I remember uh, I, he was walking down the road. I believe he was. <laughs> he was walking down the road. Like the road. The road. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Where was he heading to? I think he was. 
you were going to the either you going to the guitar center or the comic shop. <laughs> comic shop. Yeah, and I'm like, From where? I know that guy. I went. I went a full year without a vehicle, uh, 2017, uh, and I walked everywhere. How did you get to row? Uh, Uber. Uber. Or, or got a ride. Um, I've. I don't mean to cut your story. No, you good, bro. You but good, yeah, bro. I. Uh, I went. 27. That was such a good day because I was like. I'm so tired. That was one of those days it was getting to. You know, you I, were going from Guitar Center to at Bedrock? The time, at the time, I lived at... Um, shout out Bedrock City Comics, by the way. Good people. Okay. Oh, yeah. Um, at the time, I was living on Bay Area. Or not Bay Area, I'm sorry. Uh, I was basically living by the Guitar Center um, yeah. that's in Webster. And I was walking to... Uh, yeah, I was walking to the comic shop. A mm-hmm. um, little bit of a walk. I feel that. Yeah, so I would walk everywhere if I wanted to get somewhere. And walk. so Nate Laws is driving by, and Nate continued. Oh, yeah. He gave him a scoop him up. I was like, Clay, what's up, man? You know, talk to him and everything. And as a matter of fact, it. Um, Did you know who Nate Laws was at the time? We've met once or twice. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So we knew each other. Because Nate could be, I mean, if you don't know <coughs> Nate, and uh, uh, he pulled you over in a dark alley, he's not, not always the face you want to see. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you a big scary brother. He's you a big scary. I love Nate. Yeah, you don't know no better. That's case in point. All fairness, he didn't pull up and growl though. He honks. But also, too, man, uh, like Clay gives so much of himself. I remember there was a time where the bedrock was at. Not bedrock was actually getting rid of some some display cases. And uh, he, he went to go get him, and he was like, man, I need some help. And I'm like, dude, I got you. So we went we went to go pick him up. I mean, he just, he went out to go do that. He seen the opportunity to help out Roe or whatever, and he went and he put he put so many people uh, before himself. I'm pretty sure this is the type of guy who if you were hungry and he had a sandwich, pretty sure he would break off a piece so you could have some meat, you know. You don't he he, cry, he you wouldn't mind. Nah. <laughs> it just it's just honest, just the yeah. your vibe, the way you come across, the way you interact. I mean, look, you were willing to help out anybody that needed he help. Wasn't, he wasn't willing to help out that meat lady with some rent money. <laughs> nah, I'm just kidding. I think she wanted a little bit more than yeah, rent money. <laughs> Can you open the door, please? No, yeah. 1,000%. And, uh, man, I, well, I, I am not scared for anybody to say, oh, all them dudes do is kiss butt or whatever, bro. When we meet the story of you sleeping on these mattresses and not having a place to stay and right. driving. Like, you can say, oh, yeah, I drove 10 hours, and it sounds so small. Like, have anybody ever just driven 10 hours in a car by yourself? Like, driving four <laughs> hours from here to San Antonio is like, I'm tired. I need yeah. to, you, you know what I'm saying? And that's, I never go anywhere by myself like that. So to for us to talk and, and understand, again, we want to encourage you guys to get you to that ne- never that next level. We don't know what these wrestlers are walking through. We don't know if you're like on the verge of like I'm about to quit. I'm done. And we want to say what you do matters. And this the story that we're talking about, the journey, Thank all you, that man. is building you into the man you are, the man that gives away half a sandwich, the man who goes an entire year without a car and still makes it to training every day. Like all that is building you, and not just for professional professional wrestling. I know I get crazy, and whatever. But beyond professional wrestling, there's going to be people in your lives, maybe kids, maybe grandkids. That the things you're learning through wrestling, like shaking everybody's hand, always being prepared, absolutely, are going to pour into them. 100%. Do you know what I'm saying? Hundred percent. I know I get super weird like that, no, but no, I'm, no, that's no. who I am, baby. Do it, do it, man. 
So now you're at row. You just I'm met Booker T. Mm-hmm. We're an hour into this podcast. I was say, an hour and a half later. We're, we're, just... we're usually shutting down. We're still rocking and rolling. Right. Hey, hey, you know what? Don't I got a Roberts. bang, and I'm okay with it. <laughs> I'm about to rip. steal that other. No, no, I got it. you, man. We're good. <clears throat> I'm going to let this go a little longer, and I'm totally okay with that. Okay, okay. So, uh, yeah, man. Uh, what was the last thing we were saying? Because we, we, we uh, tangented. Uh, yeah, we met Book. We're talking about Book and what he told you. He's going to remember who you are. And I didn't know you were a part of this uh, at the wink before it was here. Yeah, that's about the airport, I've been right? here. I've been here a little bit longer than most people think. Okay. Um, I uh, what the guys that I always say that like because I know you're gonna get it, you always ask like who like done the most for you whatever that kind of thing. Yeah. I listen to the podcast. I'm a fan. Uh oh. Um, uh oh. The uh, we have one Nate. No. <laughs> no. That's oh. my, I'm your one five star review. No. Yeah. <laughs> that's all but, I needed. Yeah, man. Uh, so the people that really fact like check. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, bro. Go no, ahead. Don't fact check that. No, <laughs> but yeah, I um the people that say when I first started because they kind of saw how much I enjoyed it and everything. Uh, it's a guy that I, I don't think anyone's given a shout out to yet on here. Uh, Eric Lockhart. Eric Lockhart okay. has oh. done more for me, I think, in wrestling than just about anybody. So Ooh. what you're saying is, you know your Lockhart. Oh, I know. Oh. I got a shirt, brother. Oh, Dude, I like it. I, I, now you know. Their, their logo is bad to the bone. The, the, Absolutely. The, the heart with the lock on it, like, it's just good. Solid. Every it's time good, I see man. it, I'm like, it's a good logo, bro. <laughs> yeah, but he, um, he and his brother Andrew um, and uh, Gino, I'd say, or the, or the, the more so Eric than Andrew. Like, I love Andrew, don't get mm-hmm. me wrong, but, like, Eric and Gino are the two that are really, like, taking me under their wing. Mm-hmm. But more so Eric up until the point that he moved off to Florida. Um, and we still stay close. He's the, like he crashes at my place when he comes to town because he's you know he's a penny pincher like me, so he don't want to spend anything on the hotel. Yeah. So awesome. Yeah, man. Uh, beautiful, beautiful. And so that's more like the heartbeat of your training. Hundred percent. Let's, let's let's run through and then you know take a little bit. But um, so you come into row. How, how how long did you train before? And I'm I'm gonna go back to the training, but yeah. before you were actually, um, what was the first thing you really did here? Um. So I, I said earlier it was eight months, but I think it was a little bit longer because it was almost a year to the day that I had the first match. Really? But I did. Let's um, talk about your first match. First match. Well, there was a gimmick before that though. Okay. Uh, jump the guardrails, member of Legion. Yeah. What was Legion? Legion? It was Loomis. Loomis. Right. Loomis. So Legion was the first thing you did, and let me let me ask you: Was the same night that Kiefer Bartek jumped the rails? No, 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 no. He was years before me. The night that I jumped the rails uh, was myself, uh, Diego De La Cruz, formerly uh, known as something. I don't remember what his name was. Right. Uh, Spunky. Spunky. I just made that up. That's not a real thing. I, I legit don't remember. Yeah. Uh, another guy uh, who will not be named. And then uh, I told you we buried people. And yeah. <laughs> it was those three. And we jumped. We beat somebody up really poorly because none of us could throw good punches. Um, and then the next, uh, the next month, I had my first match. Okay. Um, um, so Bartek and them came in. He was already gone with the cool at that point. Yeah, he'd been. He'd been th- so this was the moment that it felt like. It, it, it felt like Legion was going to die. Like, 100%. it was it. And then this resurgence of three more. That's what, yeah, and, yeah. And I am, and me and uh, Sean Hendricks always laugh about this, because I am the one Legion fan. Like, <laughs> when nobody was a Legion fan, I was the only one in the audience. Like, Legion! Yeah. That's me. That's and, awesome. Um, yeah, so this reassert, re- resurgence of yeah, Legion yeah. once again Amen. with Sean Hendricks, bro. 
I was their 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 reuniting or the coming back of Hendrix was hot, baby. At oh, this that, last thing, I was so was excited, <laughs> and and I love what's he going by here at Row. Uh, what's the his partner? Oh, uh, uh, Isaiah James. Isaiah James. I know he has yeah. different names, mm-hmm. different places. Yeah, yeah. But uh, Isaiah James, um, I thought it was beautiful, and it wasn't like one yeah. uh, overtowering the other. I thought it was like this Such cohesive cool unit. Such a so, cool yeah. and I like they're going a little darker, and Rose get, let them let them oh, do sure. a few edgy little things. Um, so if you're not watching out for Legion. They are many. Continue. You got into uh, television. <laughs> which I, was, uh, I was the month, fan. A month later. Uh, so, a little backtracking. Um, I was in training one day, and Booker comes up to me, and he, I'm sitting there on the apron, and I'm, like, kind of not really. Because once you see yeah. Booker for so long, you get it. You know, like, he's he's the uh, he's the godfather here. Yeah, yeah. So, I'm sitting there, and he comes up to me and goes, so I guess you think you're ready, huh, kid? Because he saw me do something nice in the ring or whatever, and I was like, "Yes, sir, I am." You know, just just outright, like I with confidence. I didn't have the confidence, but I <laughs> yeah, pretended. I that's did. good. I um, like that. And so I was like, "Yes, sir, I am." And from across the ring, uh, Rob Barnes, Aussie, 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 oi, oi, oi. Yeah. Rob Barnes goes, "Yeah, book." He's I can't do an Australian accent. He goes, yeah. "He goes, yeah, book." He's got boots and tights and everything already. He turns to me and goes, "You got all that already?" I was like, "Yes, sir, I do. I'm, I'm ready." Like that's exactly what I said to him. And he's like, "Got to find you a spot on the show then." And because I was just That's ready. Awesome. So, uh, it's... F- Try it, Nate. Australian. Yeah, hey, book! He's got a book! That's good. I, better than mine. Hey, book! I, I book! Hey, uh, book! Australian yeah. for P. He's, so, got, he's got boots and everything. Mine goes English every time. Continue. Sorry. <laughs> you kid, man. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, uh, did the Legion thing and had my first match with Jasper the Hammer Davis. A short match. Uh, the mm. Hammer. The um, Hammer. Had that match, and then funny, funny story. I just kept training. I did not have another singles match for maybe a year. What did you do? Uh, Legion was just coming out as a group. I was doing Legion stuff. I would come out. I'd interfere in matches. I would, you know, because um, they were all focused on. There was an, the other guy he who shall not be named. Uh, was uh, bigger what? brother? Yeah. 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 Okay. okay. Just want to make sure you yeah. know. Yeah. Uh, he. Okay. Uh, okay. He, I thought we were talking Flippy McFlippenstein, but he no, was no, no, before uh, that, right? no, no, not him, not him. He was not in my group. Yeah, but he, um, he's a bigger brother. Yeah. So Booker had all eyes on him. I'm not, I'm not afraid to say it. I'm not a big guy. Yeah, he was like, look at this big guy. Look at this big guy. And so I just waited patiently. I, I will say this: if I ever have an autobiography about my career, ever make it big enough, it's going to be called "Patiently Impatient" because that's mm-hmm. the story of my career. I waited and I waited, and I would walk in on. Uh, people saying, yeah, I don't know why they're not using Clay. Like, he's at training every day. He does what he's supposed to do. And I just, I had to scrub that away because it's not my place to worry about yeah, yeah. that. It's just my job and, to improve. And, and we've seen this, like I said, I know, hey, part two of the podcast, we just hit our second hour. Ooh, um, oh uh, so, uh, and we're just now, you're just in Legion. Oh, I, oh uh, my gosh. Um, and we see it happen. We see these people kind of, blo- and in their eyes, in the wrestler's eyes, in the pennant wrestler, you're like, the fans love me. There could have been me, Legion. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and yeah. and um, uh, <coughs> things don't go the way they they want here at the, at the row at the yeah, reality of wrestling. Never. And they're like, well, I'm going every other indie in Houston. And then they go on those indies, and they leave Row, and then they come 100%. crawling back. 100%. And I love independent wrestling, and I, we're not dogging any promotion at all because we are a love letter to local wrestling. That's what we do. We lift up. We want people passionate about wrestling. I get it, but there's no place like 
reality wrestling Absolutely. in this area. Absolutely. Um, and, and, and you're not going to get eyes on you anywhere else like you For will. Sure. Here, and some guy's done it. We've seen um, Sammy Guevara come through here and then, boom, hit a bunch of different indie people, and now he's on All Elite yeah, Wrestling. Yeah. Like, so that's facts, right? For sure. And not everyone's, not everyone's past is the same. Not, you don't yeah. need reality of wrestling. Yeah. And vice versa, reality of wrestling doesn't mm-hmm. need you. Right. It's a machine, right? And you have to be willing to show <laughs> up. Oh, brother, brother. I need you, though. <laughs> I need you, man. Bro, right. I don't need you, but I need you. That's right. <laughs> but it's it's um I'm a big Alabama football fan, Real yeah. Tide. Unfortunately things that you know Tua got hurt this weekend. War Eagle! Oh I I'm I'm leaving. I'm leaving the podcast. War Eagle! <laughs> but uh regardless, uh Nick Saban always talks about the process, right? Mm-hmm. Like what are you doing today to be better than you were yesterday? Like I don't need like people always they, they'll take this test. And they'll make an A-plus on it. And they're like, oh, I'm good. I don't need to, like, this class was going to be hard. And I studied and I made an A-plus on it. So I don't need to study anymore. I'm good. And so the next test comes and they make a C-minus. And they go back and forth and they wind up with a B-minus average for, you know, a B average for the class. As opposed to if you'd worked hard every single day, put in your best effort every day, just like you did with that first test, you're an A-plus student. You yeah. know, and so that's and he talks about that, and like that's what reality of wrestling is. You maybe you did pass the first test, and Booker was like, well, maybe we even need to put him on the show. But then you slacked off, and you weren't there the next time. You weren't there, and so like there's yeah. a lot of that at reality of wrestling, and people think it's like politics or favoritism. It's not that because Booker is pulling for everybody. Booker yeah. wants to see everybody be successful. Um, but like, what are you doing to better you? That's right. that's the big thing about reality of wrestling and just wrestling in general. Like if you go, you know, like. That, I think that's a big thing of, of the FOMO or whatever you call it that I have is like, what did I do today to be a better professional wrestler? You know, what did I do today? If I didn't do anything, that's a failed day. That's a failed day in my mind. And I have, I think there's a lot of people that have a, about 50-50 on failed days and don't even realize it. And you have to have more than that to be at Reality of Wrestling. Yeah. So, you know, that's just kind of the way it is. So you're just Loomis, jumping people. <laughs> Um, no, great. You're just jumping people from the back. You're waiting for your shot. You had one match. Yeah, one and, match. And you just waited a year. Just waited you're at the show. Year. You're coming out. You're jumping on your apron. Mm-hmm. You're making crazy faces, face paint. Yeah, that was in November. Um, and every time they gave me something on TV, I tried to make it as good as I could. Mm-hmm. Try to always have something that people remembered. And I, I did pretty well at that, I feel like. And then August of the next year, Summer of Champions, was when uh, all the other members of Legion had uh, dispersed. And it was just myself and Hendrix. And he slapped me in before this tag match, and I turned on him, and that sparked the probably the most famous thing I've ever done in my career, which is the year-long feud with Sean Hendricks. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, well, I think the most famous. Well, I guess the way that ended. Yeah, uh, was probably the most thing most people yep. talk about when they talk yep. about Clay Roberts. Real quick, <laughs> again, we're going small segments just because I'm not shutting it down. No, too no, early, I got but, you. I got you. But um, going what was your what was your thoughts when they said okay? This is what we're doing between you and Hendrix. You mean, uh, not just clarification, do you mean like we're doing the uh, the final gimmick? The no, gimmick? no, no. The first, like, Sting- hey, you're it. We're breaking up Legion. You're getting the slap. You know, what yeah, was I running through your head? What was going down? That's all. Yeah. Like, it's cool. You're ready to be out of Legion. Yeah, let's do something. Let's yeah. go. Because yeah. I will say this. Legion, um, and I like Legion as a whole. Like I said, I'm a Legion fan. But it hides you behind the makeup, behind the shirts, behind the, you know. Yeah. And, and I didn't really see Clay Roberts until now when I see you in the ring and you yeah. hit those. And that wasn't um, the same Clay Roberts. Either, yeah, it was not. Like, um, and that's, I feel like people, I've heard people that have been stuck in Legion before say, well, they didn't give me anything. They didn't give me a character. They didn't give me this. Yeah. You have to do all that on your own. I built a whole backstory for the Loomis character. I built everything up from that. And like, 
you can't uh, anytime you're on television anytime you're near a professional wrestling ring it's an opportunity to grow to learn so when Sean Hendricks was putting his matches together I was right beside him okay why'd you guys put this here why'd you guys do this spot here yeah. why doesn't this work you said this doesn't work why doesn't it work I was learning Nothing right. is a wasted opportunity. Hey, why are we doing this? Like, why am I running in here? Can, can, not we, later? can we put Hendricks over a little bit? Uh, all, all day. All day. All, all day. day. Not will all day, but Sean Hendricks will all day. <laughs> you heard that? Hendricks all day. I'm so oh, over. Uh, I had a conversation with all day the other day, and I said, man, I'm so over you being over, bro. You were so over. I was sitting in rows with an entire group of will all day fans behind me yeah. talking about how pretty his boots were. And I'm like, oh my! And this, these, I mean, there's like grown women. Like, I felt like I was at a Beatles concert with Will all day. And I said, bro, I was sitting in front of your people, and Will all day goes, hey, they're all my people. And I was like, oh my! And he's, he's not wrong. He's, he's so charismatic. He's so good in the ring. We stink and love you, Will all day. And I hate how over you are. Um, and so I'll say it on the air. I love you, brother. But you know, it is. Hendrix, I think, is amazing. He steps in the ring. um, And, again, it goes back to not being the biggest guy. He was on every show when when Legion was. And now he's back. And he just feels like he put on a little bulk. You know what I'm saying? He looks a little bigger. looks like he's been training. And... Uh, just the way he looks at the crowd. Yeah. Sitting on the, he's a tag team sitting on the turnbuckle. Yeah. You know, everything he does, I think, is magnificent. Yeah. He so. doesn't, he does not know how good he is. That's right. the, that is Sean Hendricks's biggest fault. Right. Is, uh, he does not realize just how good he is. Um, from the promos to the character to the, uh, I don't even know what, what to call it, but there's things he knows to do in the character moments yeah, yeah. that would have to be taught to everyone else here. Things where, like, uh, he's standing on the outside with his goons, and someone comes running around, the, like, the guy he's working comes around the corner, and he takes a step back so that the goons are now in between him and the guys working. Yeah, yeah. So now there's a wall. There's a clear, visible wall. You can see yeah. what they're going to have to overcome. And his facial through. expressions are still on this yeah. guy, yep. it feels real. You 100%. know what I'm saying? It and feels he's real. Just, he's so good. I, I put him over all day. All right. night, like, Much yeah. love, Sean but, Hendricks. But Go ahead. Is, though, I killed him, though. But we did kill him. <laughs> you you yeah. did. I I've seen him. that. But out of love. We're getting there. <laughs> yeah. but, but, see, but the thing of it is, what you just said is like, with Loomis, right? Mm-hmm. So you had the Loomis character. You created the backstory. Yeah. You had the whole thing, right? You have uh, different wrestling shows where guys come in and it's like, okay, I'm this guy. Mm-hmm. Okay, who is this guy? Mm-hmm. One of the things I learned, shout out to my man, Slam Shady. Man, Slam, I was doing um, shows with Slam, and that's one of the things. It's like, who is Nate Loss as a wrestler? Yeah. And the thing about being a wrestler is, can you tell me who that is? Like, if I ask you who Clay Roberts is as a wrestler, you could tell me Clay Roberts' backstory. If you ask Nate Laws who he is, he could t- I could tell you. Mm-hmm. But they got some guys, no disrespect to no one, but some guys don't get it. You ask them, who is this? Why is he yeah. this? And they can't, well, I love wrestling. Okay, okay, we get that. You're a wrestler. Yeah. But why? Okay, yeah. what? who are you? What is it? Right. You know, and one of the things is, if you're going to be in here for any longevity, any long period of time, you have to be, you have to be able to say that. Mm-hmm. If someone says, okay, who's Clay Roberts? Right now? Oh, uh, 
Clay Roberts is the technical wizard. He works harder than anybody in the business. He's dedicated to professional wrestling more than anything else. And he left everything he loved. I mean, it's, it's my story. That's, that's what makes it beautiful. Mm-hmm. Is he left, he left everything that he knew and loved in Alabama to pursue the one thing he loved more than any of that. That's professional wrestling. And there's not one work about that. No. That's 100% shoot everything. And it's like, oh, by the way, this is who I am yeah. in and out of the ring. Yeah. And it's not like one of those people you ever meet just like living the gimmick. You're like, well, bro, <laughs> you know, tone that down. Like, this is the only time I'm like, this dude lives, breathes, eats his gimmick, which is, a, you know, somebody who's super passionate and just in love with professional wrestling. Thank you, thank you. No man, we're we're like, you know, I'm uh, like a, there's very few times where I'm like I don't have nothing to say, but like I'm just like I can this kid blows me away, man. You know what I'm saying? So that's, I'm that's like very, very sweet. Thank yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, we we can keep going with the story if you don't know. You made you made a mistake having me on the podcast. Man. I'll go six hours, uh, bro. It's not even like I'm in it. Like I'm not even like okay, are we. I'm like uh, I want to go longer. You know, uh, um, let's let's jump a little bit. Okay. You're in Legion. That's set up a year-long feud. Let's yeah. talk and about the feud, feud ending. That feud was actually supposed to be over in December. Um, but Hendrix and myself were feeding off each other in such a way creatively. Mm-hmm. Um, let's do this. Hey, why don't we try that? And we would go to creative, and we would say, like, hey, let's do this. Hey, why don't we try this? Why don't we do this? And we made that. It was originally supposed to be over in December at Christmas Chaos. And it got pushed back to January for the night pay-per-view. And then it got pushed to March. And then it got pushed all the way to summer. So we creatively made that a year-long feud mm-hmm. because we fed off of each other creatively and we kept pitching ideas. When you say push, you mean did y'all have the match on these pay-per-views or it didn't happen and you had to do it the No, they, what would happen was they would come to us and say, hey, guys, here's the idea we have, this crazy idea and this, uh, this haunted mall match is what they were calling it because yeah. they didn't have a name for it. Uh, and... We um, we want to do it in December. Okay, cool. That's when it's going to happen. Okay, cool. So as things start going, they're like, the crowd's still into this. Like, there's still enough originality. Yeah. And you guys are still in it enough, and the crowd's still in it enough. We could probably push this to January, a month later. Okay, cool. January rolls around. They introduce a new person, uh, Tommy Bolton. He was January at the time. Uh, introduce him. This still has some steam to it. Maybe we can go to March. So we go through to March. And March rolls around. There's still enough creativity. There's enough original things that Legion's never done. And and that, you know, we haven't done with that dynamic. Because a lot of people have fought Legion and it right. fizzled out. But we're coming to it creatively and we're trying to make something out of it. So it gets pushed from March all the way to Summer of Champions. And I think we hit the perfect peak where, like, people were sort of trying. Like, we were running out of ideas. Yeah. So here's this super creative thing that we put out there. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, man, that's easily one of the most fun things I've ever done in wrestling. And we're talking the, the, the mall match. Yeah, the Hendrix Havoc, I think, is the official, <laughs> the official name. And, you know, I just want to say this. <coughs> so while they're doing Hendrix Havoc, mm-hmm. Chevy, you could probably attest to this, that them going through the mall, this is where we used to hang out back in the day. <laughs> Yeah. They are really in a ghost mall. It wasn't, yes. you know, it wasn't a set. It was, you know, I'm saying that's true. That's true. No, no, you are good. So, but no, man, and that, that was, if, if you um, haven't seen this match, get on YouTube right now. How do they find it? Uh, I believe 
It is uh, fact check me, brother. I believe it's uh, Clay Roberts versus Sean Hendricks in an abandoned mall. I think is what it's called. <laughs> okay, I, I like think that. It's literally what the video Very is straightforward. Called. Yeah, yeah. If I mean, you're looking for a match between Clay Roberts sure. and Sean Hendricks in an abandoned mall, <laughs> well, this is. I think that's what. It, and I, Big Nate's gonna do with some fact checking. Yeah, right? right? yeah. yeah. Uh, it was a, I think a four hour filming process, man. And Booker was hands on with the whole thing and wanted, like you know, wanted to make sure it was good and. It was. We were all so so proud. Give me the name. This is Clay Roberts fight Legion in abandoned mall reality wrestling. Mm-hmm. It has so book was there the whole time. He said Beautiful. one one thousand one hundred views. Bump those views up, bro. Why not? We can't Shit. put that that match over. It's fun. Um, you you beat up Legion. I think you killed Will all day at one point, or killed whoever he was, and he became Will all day. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's a there's a horror element to it for your horror 100%. fans. Let's watch that. I'm going to fast forward just for time's sake. Go ahead. What is up with Clay Roberts right now? He made it through Legion, killed Hendrix, and just came out running. Right now, man. Uh, just working every day to get a little better. Just had a really good match last uh, last week with the inspirational Gregory Iron. Okay. Um, he, I don't know if you, if you know Gregory Iron. I do not. Uh, he is a professional wrestler been working for a long to over a decade. Uh, he has cerebral palsy in his right side. Okay. But he's phenomenal, phenomenal work. Had a really good match with him at Heavy Metal Wrestling. Um, I am a staple at Heavy Metal Wrestling. You can catch me there usually once a month. I won't be there in nice. December. I won't be there in December. But you can catch me every uh, every time in San Antonio, just about. And then uh, Reality of Wrestling, second Saturday of every month, obviously. I will mm-hmm. be here, hopefully on every show, fingers crossed. Yeah, yeah, man, it looks like you're kind of blown up around Texas, man. Every time I look, you're at a new promotion. You're trying, doing something man. new, man. I'm trying. I will also um, be at Inspire Pro Wrestling in January. Look for me there. That's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. That's beautiful. Um, and it's all, the weirdest thing about it is it hasn't been, like you talked earlier about the butt kissing. I'm not that guy. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm a hard worker. I'm an elbow uh, grease guy. We were having that conversation. Like I said, I never really finished that story, but, you know, people were always talking about, oh, all these dudes just kiss the bread. Bro, I don't care if it's, 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 I keep telling Nate, we need to write a book. Things I've learned in professional wrestling. I don't care if you're the CEO or the referee or the guy just sweeping out there. You shake because because the guy sweeping out there is going to be the next yeah. champ five mm-hmm. years from now, three years from now, sometimes three months from now. So. You never know. You know what I'm saying? <coughs> I've seen some of these guys tear my ticket when I come in a row, and now they're hanging on to, to titles and working their way up to WWE Absolutely. and da da da. You just never know. Absolutely. So and, and and it does not matter at the end of the day, even if those guys aren't doing those things, they're still human beings who we come together <laughs> for this love of pro wrestling. Yeah. You know what and I'm saying? Those, so it does not matter what yeah. titles you've had or it, not. If you come you know, in and it's your first day and you're I can see you're out of shape and all this stuff I'm treating you the exact same mm-hmm. way as I'm treating Booker T my first day hey man how's it going my name's Clay yada yada and then they look at me and they're like I'll learn your name when you do something <laughs> but yeah I, right, right. but uh, they uh, yeah it's it's just people are people man doesn't matter yeah. your accolades and all that stuff can be burned away and yeah. you're still human so just how do you treat people man how do you treat people? I, I will say I love Clay Roberts energy when he hits the the, the ramp and you're the closest music to punk rock they have here. So uh, I love that about you. Uh, man, so if you guys have not seen Clay Roberts wrestle, get somewhere. Inspire Pro, was that Austin? Uh, yes, that is in Austin, Texas Austin, in January 2020. Reality of Wrestling down here in Texas City, Texas in the 409 area code. What was the other one you were just talking about? Uh 
You, which one did you say? We said Inspire and Reality Wrestling. Reality Wrestling. Heavy Metal Wrestling San in San Antonio. Antonio. I'm a regular there. Um, um, they, they like me there. <laughs> what are they doing there? I know we're kind of jumping off subject and kind of closing good. down, but um, I know they, they had a t- weekly TV show on Thursdays. That yeah, ended, but they're still ended. continuing the They do their, show. Uh, their monthly show, and that's yeah. normally on a Friday night. Um, they're having one in December. I'm not on that one, but I'll be back. Should be every yeah. month. Or every Shout month. out Dylan Dunbar. Absolutely. Know, kid Dumb. with the dream. Good Making brother. it happen. Real good Yeah, brother. making it happen. I saw the other day he booked. He's a He's the booker. Mm-hmm. He booked his uh, um, wrestling show on him and his wife's anniversary. So I yeah. wanted to see how that played out. You know <laughs> what I'm brother, saying? Not a bright brother. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> man, it's the love of professional wrestling. Heavy metal, man. Um, um, let's get let's jump a little bit into inspiration. Guys that are inspiring you right now to keep doing what you're doing. Oh, Guys that goodness. you say I wouldn't be where I'm at without them. I'm let's not gonna talk lie, about man. Uh, as wrestlers, like. Because it, it's it's weird. You get into this habit of like seeing people as peers. So there's not too many wrestlers. I mean, I just wrestled Gregory Iron, and obviously yeah. that's super inspiring, as good as he is. Like, I get my inspiration from so much stuff, like not just wrestling. Um, mm-hmm. There's an anime I've been watching, My Hero Academia, that's like super inspiring to me. You've probably seen the merch for it everywhere, even if you know the show or not. Um, there's a no, y'all are looking at each other blankly. Question. <laughs> He's the anime guy. He's the anime guy. No, no, question since the anime, real quick. Okay. Who's that guy? Big muscular guy with the the eyebrow. That is uh, that is All Might. Is his name All Might? Yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the dude is like just the energy, man. Yes. The but yeah, I get inspiration from that. I get inspiration from comic books, from movies, right. like. But as far as like what keeps me going, uh, it's the why. Like, why do you want to do this? That's mm-hmm. it, it. Goes back to like, it's the most important question in wrestling, no matter what the context is. I think. Um, I want to do this because I want to leave a mark on the business that's left a mark on me. So as far as, like, people, I mean, I, I guess the best way I could, if I had to, like, say people, it's people that are here every day. Right. It's, it's the Genos. You know what I mean? Everybody always says Geno. Um, Everybody says Geno. Absolutely. Because, and that for me, it's not so much because, like, uh, he's inspirational. It's because I know he's going to be here. And yeah. if he's here and I'm not, that's just furthering the gap. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, uh, is there, it, that, there is something inspiring about consistency, though. Absolutely. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. I know without a shame. There's people <clears throat> in my life that I know that know no matter what, I'm going to be there. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be there. For sure. You know what I'm saying? Me and my brother right here, we're not just co-captains on this podcast thing. Like, that's my brother, Nate Laws. Absolutely. If he needs me in a heartbeat, we're there. You know what I'm saying? Like that. We've, we've had almost shed tears together. We've had conversations together. We've gone deep together. We've gone shallow together. Yeah. He's looked at me like I'm an idiot because half the time I am. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, and he still loved me the next day, you know? Um, and it's so, so important. It's so yeah, important yeah. to have and, that. And so that there is inspiration and consistency. Yeah, yeah. So. And uh, aside from wrestlers, just like my, my friends, you know, people people back in Alabama, uh, shout out to Gabriel Burroughs, my best friend in the world. Awesome. He's just He's pushed me sometimes. Harder than I push myself. Gabe, hope you listen to this. He represent for you, brother, making y'all Alabama shout out. Proud. Skipperville, Skipperville, bro. Skipperville, making it again, baby. <laughs> Skipperville, yeah. no, Skipperville is my favorite city in Alabama. Oh, thank you, thank. I've you. never been to Alabama, but Skipperville makes, makes one of us. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, man. Um, yeah, trying to hurry it along, but that, I mean, those would be the two. And Eric, want, Eric Lockhart, Eric Lockhart is always pushing me to be better, always beautiful. giving me advice. He's, I mean, he was there at the beginning. He's there now. There's, I mean, if I had to put over anyone that's trained me more than anyone, it's Eric Lockhart. No disrespect to any of the other people. I could name, I could rattle off right. six or seven names right now. But Eric Lockhart has been there through thick and thin and the lows and the highs. And that dude pushes me to be a better version of myself, not just as a wrestler, but as a human being. I think uh, you've answered this question as a whole in totality. <laughs> but what do you love about professional wrestling? 
I think it's the storytelling. I think that's because mm-hmm. I, I listen. Like I said, I listen to the podcast, and I've been thinking right. about it all day. It's the stories. Um, yeah. There's a YouTube video that I think anyone who loves professional wrestling should look up. Uh, I wouldn't say support the guy that made it, but support that video. Because uh-huh. uh, the guy that made it is a guy named Max Landis. He fell under the whole like Me Too movement thing. So, uh-huh. eh. but, Got him. But the video is called Wrestling Isn't Wrestling. And it's, it's a hokey video. It's silly. It's goofy. But it tells, it's the idea of like how you can tell a story in pro wrestling. And like what makes that medium so special. Like I can tell a story in pro wrestling in a different way than I can tell... Uh, a story in a movie, a story in a book, a story in a TV mm-hmm. show, and they all have video games, everything. Yeah. They all have something different. And pro wrestling is its own brand of storytelling. Can can I? I'm gonna put my man 409 over right now. The 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 few times he did connect into in a row audience. Um, I don't know if you remember this, but it was a Cam Cam Cole versus JJ Blake um, cage match, right? No, no, no. It was just okay. a regular match. But at the time, uh, Blake had uh, Cruz, and I believe he was going with. Mm-hmm. Uh, was it Tiny? I Tiny. believe they called yeah, him Tiny. Tiny. Tiny's shout on the out side my boy Cruz. Cam, <laughs> Cam, shout out to Cruz. Cam Cole <laughs> rolling out solo against these mm-hmm. these these giants of men, you know? Yeah, yeah. And my man, Mr. 409, hits the ramp, and the place erupts. Oh, that's Eru- awesome. And I'm even like, that's oh, these awesome. people know who Nate Laws is. They know who Nate yeah, Laws yeah. is, you know? And um, storytelling, right? It got, it's, it's too... Mammoth men yep. on the side of this yep. ring staring at each other. The match inside the ring no longer was important yep. and nobody cared. These two guys, electricity, like we we're talking UPW at the beginning, electricity, mm-hmm. walk to the side of the apron, you know, on the side of the ring, mm-hmm. staring at each other. The match is going on. Nobody's watching the yeah. match. Yeah. One punch was thrown. It got blocked. My man 409 takes out Cruz, took a crazy bump, yeah. went down, <coughs> erupted. Yeah. That's it. That's Absolutely. what you're talking it's, about. And it, can story. Be, it can be as simple as two big men he meeting stro- on the outside. He strolled down the or thing. It can, it can be as simple as that, or it can be as complicated as Sami Zayn, Adrian Neville, at NXT TakeOver. Yes. Where Sami has lost matches all year. He hadn't been able to win the big one. What's he going to do? And he's got the belt in his hand, and he might cheat. Is he going to cheat? And you can literally see, you don't get this in any other form of medium. You don't get it in video games. You don't get it in movies. You don't get it in books, TV, whatever. Think, like, where else do you see... A character about to actively make a choice and he looks at his audience and the audience is begging him no don't please don't do it man we we love you we, you can do it on your own don't do it man and he's holding that belt and it's it's this just beautiful arc of storytelling told over a year and it, I, I just I get so worked up talking about him I'm more yeah. animated now than I have been in these uh, in the six hours of podcasting yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah I uh, I just, I love it. The storytelling. And Man. it can be complicated, it can be simple, it can be all these things, but it's storytelling and it's pro wrestling and it is it is beautiful. It is beautiful. I have a shirt and I need to locate it. It's the hurricane and find it, so I hope I didn't lose it. If not, I'm going to make, we're going to, we, coming soon, Chop to the Chest shirts out. Ooh, ooh. out. Yeah, yeah, actually, by the time this airs, they're probably already out. Okay. Um, um, but I do want a shirt, that's what I wanted to say. Wrestling is beautiful. I'll take three. Shop to the chest radio. You know what I'm saying? So Ooh. that's what that's what we wanted to uh, to say. Um, we do have the logo shirts coming soon. Right. So that's our next yeah. venture. And then of course I'm gonna get the <coughs> signature um Chevy Chevrolet Excellence of Podcast Execution that just say keep it real, keep it heal. But that's later on down the road. Uh Law has seventy five shirts out already, bro. I have seventy five shirts. I have right barber studio shirts. I'm about to have I'm gonna be the only ring announcer I've ever seen in Texas or maybe anywhere with merch. 
Okay. You hold, hold me, hold me. You know, <laughs> mark you my words, um, bro. You know, your boy gets over. I, <laughs> um, I say all that to say I a thousand, one thousand percent agree with everything you just said. Thank you. So Wrestling much. is so gorgeous, and people, people can mock it, and people can say what yeah. they want, and they can look down. It's because it's almost like you feel bad for them because they don't understand. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But That's how I am. I'm like, oh, yeah. in Spanish and we wanna, go, oh, pobrecito. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Like they just don't understand. Yeah, you know. You want to talk to those people because I feel like there's there's a wrestling for mm-hmm. everyone. There's yeah. so many forms of wrestling. I don't, I don't want to get off on that, but like, yeah, like I feel like I can talk you into at least respecting wrestling. Yeah. Not not so much like because I, oh, I understand it and you don't, but because like I can find what what is it that right. draws you because storytelling is universal. You know what I mean? Like, and that's a whole other tangent of its right. own. And uh, we've only been going for 19 hours, so I don't want to. No, wanna... we, uh, you're coming back. It's, it's like, <laughs> he's forced my hand. There's yeah. no, like, oh, so really? the most returned guest of Chop of the Chess Radio probably going to be Clay Roberts. Right. And I, I, I think. Uh, well, let's, very... see, let's see if people listen to this one first. You know? and... oh, oh, <laughs> don't worry about those numbers. We listen to that. Yeah. That's all that matters. Oh, bro, thank you. Um, no, man, we, we appreciate you, brother, and, and thank you so much for all you do. Like I said, every time I see you in the ring, I just see it getting better and see you getting more serious. And that's the hard to say after you hear about all this. Like, where else can this kid go but it, it's it's the stories and, and you are um this you talk about a beautiful storytelling um with your life not just with what you're doing in the ring a kid chasing his dreams from his small town will drive to the other end of the world danger in front of him crazy <laughs> horror ladies fixing to do whatever <laughs> the door's about uh, to kick you in, locking <laughs> you in. <laughs> um to sleep on literally floors with a dryer so going off have you guys ever sat next to a dryer? It's so hot. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? It's in the, the washer yeah, just yeah. makes the noise. And he just walked you know in and saying? started just washing uh, clothes. Um, all <laughs> for a dream for you to stand in a ring and entertain the people around you um, because of that heartbeat for storytelling. And we love you for it, man. Thank Clay so Roberts. Much. I mean, I, I, I was a Clay Roberts fan. Um, I want you to make a shirt that says Clay Roberts, Skipperville, Alabama. <laughs> I'm in, baby. I'm in. And so, um, man, no, thank you so much for being here. Mr. Um, 409. Yeah, baby. Do your thing, baby. Do your already thing. Wait know, in a second. You already know how it go, man. If you're anywhere where they have an indie depend, independent wrestling show, go see it, man. People like my man Clay Roberts, man, just the name, just one guy. You got uh, UPW, Reality Wrestling, Texas All-Star, Hurricane Pro, man, uh, RWR. It's just so many promotions out there. So many guys are living that dream. If you get that opportunity, man, go see what it's about. I mean, uh, you you have your own ideas, but go check it out. We have a church. We have wrestling yeah, church in here. And then, Clay Roberts. Man, lift real quick, I want to give a shout out to my man Clay. It's uh, just hearing your story, the true motivation, man. It's everyone who hears this story. You want to wrestle? It's something in you calling you to wrestle, guys. Uh, you got Clay. You got Zach. You got Warren. You got people. You got Rex. People who, you know, make their transition to go to a different place to perform wrestling, to learn how to learn this craft. And look at them. They're on the reality wrestling show, man. One of the best shows out. So if you get that opportunity, man, take that leap of faith. You never know what will lead you. Hopefully you don't be in a crazy lady house with meat and freezers. <laughs> I hope you do end up there again. It'll be well-rounded. Clay Roberts, anything you want to say before we go? Oh, man. Uh, thank you guys so much for having me. 
Uh, if you want to follow me on the social medias, that's Ooh. at WrestleHouse on Twitter, at WrestleHouse Photos on Instagram. Um, you can like me on Facebook, but I don't post to that very often, as you will quickly see. Uh, and if you want to book <laughs> me, uh, at WrestleHouseMail at gmail.com. Uh, hit me up. Hit me up anywhere. If you have questions, if you want to talk wrestling, if you want to talk storytelling, whatever you want to talk about, I am here for you. I'm a man of the people, except the people I don't like. So hit me up and uh, follow me on all the social medias, yo. Pokemon Facebook. Poke, 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 poke. Man, I am. It's your boy, Shavish. I'm the excellence of podcast execution with a new inspiration because of my man, Clay Roberts, for professional wrestling. I walked in here hype on wrestling. I'm leaving exploding hype on wrestling because of the stories, because of the passion to all you independent wrestlers out there. We want to say you say thank you so much for what you do for the people, just, just for us to be in those moments of magic that you put in that arena and that ring every time you step in it. Again, Chevy Chavaria, excellence of podcast execution with my man, Mr. 409, Nate Laws. This is Chuck to the Chest Radio. The podcast you just heard is part of the B&E Network. Brought to you by bmovies and ebooks.com. <laughs> <laughs>